0: Welcome to the Executive Minds Podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, Kevin Jennings.
1: Welcome, Executive Minds Podcast listeners. This is Kevin here with you, and I have the privilege of hanging out virtually, remotely with uh, my good friends and co-mentors, David Farmer, Shane Benson. How are you guys? Doing awesome.
2: Doing great. I love seeing you guys, at least on screen. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a pleasure. So uh, these are, there are moments when um, technology can really just remind you of just how powerful things are. And uh, moments like these are, are great reminders that we do not have to be going through what we're experiencing by ourselves. People can actually be a short call away. And so here we are to serve you today. As you're preparing for whatever your future looks like right now, you might be preparing for reentry into your workspace, uh, maybe Think them about your kids and what that might look like for them, um, your team members, depending on what you're doing every day. And we wanted to help you give you some just some some guideposts to guide your thinking as you get ready for reentry. So we're doing a two part series here. And this is part one of that. And so David has some share some ideas with us that really resonated with us. We said, how can we bring this to the entire mentor community? And we thought, We'd share it with you this way through a podcast first, and if you're part of the mentor network, which we'll talk about a little bit later, um, we can talk about this with you more privately to help you process how you're preparing for reentry so david you you brought up just the main point uh, that that really sparked you to think about how you're going to approach reentry and I'd love for you to share that that premise you were wrestling with privately,
2: yeah, Kevin, to do that, I may give just a little bit of context you know I, I still remember. On March the 11th, i just come back from a trip to Charlotte, North Carolina. It was a Wednesday. Left my office at Chick-fil-A Wednesday evening, got a message that said, don't come back on Thursday. We're going to run a little test and see how it works if we shut our campus down and everybody work from home only to find out the next day we weren't going to come back and haven't been back to the Chick-fil-A office since then. So that's about a month and a half at this point. So it sort of began with suddenly my world being turned upside down. And I know that's been the reality for all of us. It felt like for at least a week and a half, I was in some stage of shock, low-level anxiety. I could feel the stress. I could, it was weird. It's just just kind of this odd feeling. Then started to settle in into what was a little bit of a new normal. Once we kind of wrapped our head around the idea that we're, we're locked up for a bit, we're not going to get out and about. I began to kind of relax. And I think now I'm starting to think a little bit, what does re-entry look like? And so I came to the realization that I don't even know that I want life after COVID to look exactly like it did before COVID. And so that that's sort of the big premise it, we, we've been afforded this unique opportunity to really kind of become personal designers and think, what do I want my life, my world to look like? And one of the silver linings in this uh, tragic pandemic is it has absolutely forced us to, to just stop. It's given us an opportunity, though, to reflect. And things that we might have wanted to pick up or might have wanted to let go of We've been forced to do that, and so I'm kind of entering this period saying, "Don't waste this moment. Stop and think. What do you want life after the crisis, or even as we begin to go back to some semblance of normal? We'll call that reentry. What do we want reentry to look like?"
1: I mean, obviously, I resonate with all that, and I'll be the first one to admit that the first week or so when things hit, and school was getting canceled for my preschooler, and my wife and I figuring out how we're going to get our work done from home. Uh, with our daughter being home, there was a moment of grief. There was a moment of like just grieving the end of the school year. I mean, and we, you know, we're lucky that, you know, we didn't have an eighth grade graduation or a high school graduation or prom get canceled in our home. We know for me, that's, that was a reality. So, you know, hear us clearly say what David's talking about is not about neglecting whatever pain you were experiencing or might still be experiencing, but there is the opportunity at some point to pivot our focus to what can this do for us? What can we gain from this moment? I just think that's a really powerful idea. So, so David, I'd love for you just to kind of share with us first, like, what's the one of the first things you asked yourself um, as you were processing that? And then Shane, I'd love for you to kind of just add to that as well.
2: Yeah. I, I, I will add this, Kevin. I want to be sensitive to the fact that for some people they have no choice. Life is not going to look exactly the same. They may be displaced from work and our heart kind of goes out to you if you find yourself and suddenly the rug's been kind of pulled out from under you. But again, even at a greater level, you've got a chance to think, so what would I want life to look like? This sort of outline as we think about, are you ready for reentry? One is, what do you want to hang on to? Second is, what do you want to double down on? And third would be, what do you want to just let go? And so if we begin with hang on, this is an opportunity to reflect, what are things that were part of my life before covid and i realize even in the midst of this they're critical and i want to keep these things in my life going forward even if they need to look differently and i'll give you just a really simple example exercise and workouts were part of my life before i don't have access to my gym but I have realized that's a really important part of my life now. I need that to help manage some of the anxiety we all feel. I want to hang on to that, even if it looks different afterwards. And so one of my little exercises, I've got this unfinished basement. And gradually, I have been putting bands in there and dumbbells and kettlebells and all kinds of you know inexpensive exercise hacks to turn what was concrete studs with exposed insulation into what we now call the power palace. Uh, It's getting better every week as Amazon delivers another shipment. So that's just a simple example. And then you guys probably have examples as well. I I can give you more, but what are some of the things you would want to hang on to even if you've got to approach it differently?
0: Yeah, David, I'll just add to that. I think, you know, as I think about things that I wanted to hang on to personally, um, I've got some early morning routines that are just important to me you know, for me to just to have a chance to read, to do devotion, just to contemplate the day. Um, And what I was finding was at least early on, there were a lot of early morning conversations because you can virtually actually connect a little earlier than you would if you had to drive into the office. And so my day was starting at about seven o'clock in the morning. I was like, okay, I have to hang on to this. So what am I going to have to do? And I I had to literally make a decision to wake up a little earlier, at least in this season, to make sure that I hung on to the stuff that I thought was really important.
2: Shane and I had the benefit of being on a, a kind of a virtual call with Henry Cloud and Henry's a psychologist, author, speaker, love a lot of his stuff, written books like boundary and necessary endings. And he, he talked about the brain. And one of the things that he shared with us in the midst of this call is Um, our brains, they know we're in crisis and they know things are not right. And they they say the brain uses maps to help process and none of that's working right now. And so he really encouraged us to think about structure, 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 Mm. because that frees your brain up to work. And I think that's what Shane's talking about. He's sticking to morning rituals and routines and that signals to his brain, let's go. Uh, You can you got this because otherwise the brain starts to freak out and it leads to really unproductive and unhealthy uh, thoughts, which just aren't good in the midst of all this. So all that to say to build on Shane's point, any way in which you can uh, stick to structure, stick to a schedule, stick to rituals, uh, that's going to be helpful.
1: You know, one of the things I actually learned was that trauma is actually experienced because of extreme feelings of helplessness. So, so you think about you know whether it be you know something extreme like abuse or something simple or that doesn't necessarily feel as directly impactful like on a, an individual like a pandemic. What's it, what do we mean? Like, well, everybody's not getting it the same, but there is this, this overwhelming feeling globally of helplessness. And they said, hey, rhythms and routines help that, right? Because there's some space in your life where you regain a certain level or feeling of control that can ground you. Right. It could be something. So, so, what they're talking about is, well, I want to echo that saying just controlling one hour of one day and how it flows and how it operates that helps you combat those feelings of anxiety, but also, like, whatever might be feel- coming upon you from feelings of helplessness uh, as well, which regains self- a person's agency and gives you the ability to move forward. So I thought that, I didn't ever knew that when I thought about trauma. I thought about something much different, but extreme feelings of helplessness, which in many ways we all are experiencing in some way.
2: And to build on that, you talk about even just one hour. What if it's your first hour? Because that sort of creates a lot of really positive momentum, so. Yeah, that's great. So take us a point too, David. Okay, so that, that's, what do you want to hang on to? Another question is, what are things you want to double down on? You may have a a perspective like you've never had before as a result of the circumstances that have been forced upon us. So these are things you realize that is really important. I may have neglected that pre-crisis or maybe it wasn't even part of my life. But now that it is part of my life during this season, I want to commit to this being a big part of my life uh, going forward. So simple examples for me would be I take a lot more walks sometimes by myself, sometimes with uh, Mallory, my wife, sometimes with other family members. We're back to more traditional family meals and realize, oh, this is pretty good. I don't need to eat all my uh, meals in the car. And then (laughs) simple things like FaceTiming family members as opposed to just calling family members. I don't think we did that quite as much, but we see the power and seeing one another, even if it's on the screen. So I've got a son and daughter-in-law in Chicago and we would call them but we really have come to love uh, seeing one
0: another in a FaceTime call.
1: That's awesome. What about you, Shane? Something about about doubling down on?
0: Well, interestingly, I think um, David mentioned what he was going to hang on to was his physical routine. I actually said, Oh, I'm going to double down on that in this season when I'm at home. So very similar. I've got an offsite garage that uh, uh, my son and his wife are currently living with us right now. And so he was like, I'll be happy to double down with you, dad. And uh, he really has. I mean, I've never been as sore as I've been uh, over the last couple of weeks, but same type of thing. We just said, you know what, we're in a season where I'm going to have extra time and can actually invest in my well being a little bit better. So eating a little differently, exercising a little bit more regularly. And that was something that I chose to double down on. I do think when it comes to work, I realized that in this season, and you're probably experiencing this as well, that You know, if you're not careful, technology can actually distance you if you're not careful, but it also has the opportunity to do the opposite, which is bring you closer together if you truly want to leverage it. And so we just were were super intentional about just doubling down on not having phone calls, but always doing video calls. Like yeah. whenever we can, we are going to see each other's face because we aren't going to be able to do that because we're not getting wow. to the office as much. And so we, that was something we intentionally as a team said, hey, if we're going to talk, we're going to do it through video conferencing and kind of wrestle through the challenges. But we're going to double down on that together. Yeah, if
2: I could build on that, one of the norms that we created with in some of the teams I'm part of at Chick-fil-A was an expectation that when we have conference calls, you turn your video on. And I think that felt a little awkward at first, but I think now that we've been at this for about six weeks, I think we recognize the power of that, the benefit of that. And it, it means you got to be ready. You kind of got to show up a little bit more. You got to be on your uh, own to a greater degree. Yeah. And we give each other a lot of grace. Like if your kid walks into the picture or your dog jumps up on your lap or whatever, that's cool. That's life. We get all that. But I think video on has been a, a really good guideline.
1: Yeah, for sure. For me, I think it's been more uh, communicating openly about what I don't know. <laughs> and I think that as a leader, there are so many times when you may not know, you know you don't know, but there's time to go get the information and work through it and then get some point of view, then bring it to the team. But I think right now I have to talk about more openly and quick, I'll say quicker, what I don't know so that I can actually, hey, I'm working on gathering knowledge on that. I know this is a gap. Let me tell you out, out publicly that I don't have information. Let me tell you why we're still working to get it. And I think I wouldn't usually have, I wouldn't show so much work in progress, but I feel like right now people can't, they can't see you. They can't see anything really. So like, so they don't know what's happening unless you say this is being worked on. Even if it's, I made a little bit of ground on this today. Let me, just let, me let you know that. And I think that's that's paid off a lot because we've had to deal with some pretty tough situations as a small business. But me saying that stuff out loud, I think has bit put, people I work with at ease. Um, and then I think the other thing for me has just been increasing my monitoring of the core metrics uh, as a business. I think that, you know, when things are going great, like, yeah, everything's fine. It's all there. We have what we need. We'll figure it out. Yes, someone's going to track it at some point. But I think for those who, you know, just knowing where you are constantly for from things helps me navigate. So when things do change, have a much stronger picture. I mean, just be very direct like cash flow. Just just really do you know where the money is? And I think when the money's there, you're like, oh we we're fine. But when the money's not there, you're like, hey, we have to know where things are. And I don't ever want to want to go back to that, you know, I would say being a little bit relaxed in how I manage the resource of the organization ever again.
0: Yeah. I'm curious if you guys have noticed this too. I feel like in this season, and and maybe this is true for you if you're listening, but we've had to double down on communication. And I've actually said to myself, you know, if I don't double down on communication, uncertainty will double down on me. And I I think people get really confused and ask questions and spin up uh, the stories they're telling themselves if we don't double down on communication, especially in the season that we're in, because uncertainty will creep its ugly head uh, and just start, you know, some negative conversations. So in this season specifically, we've seen it really be important to just double down on communication.
2: Totally agree. I I would even add Shane, um, elements of communication expressing gratitude to people and a lot of encouragement when you're physically separated. So amen to that.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I couldn't agree more. So let's move on to that third category of things that we can be considering as we're going for re-entry, and before we do, I want to let you know something. This, What, what you're experiencing right now, this conversation of kind of giving you the, the, the roadblocks, the scaffolding to, to think through and process your career, your business, your life, is what we're trying to do every single day in the Mentor Network. The Mentor Network is an online community of emerging leaders, business leaders, professionals who really recognize that they can leverage their career as a way to make an impact on the world to improve the quality of their life. And, and they want to do that today. They don't want to necessarily wait until the keys are handed to them, they recognize their life is still theirs to be led. And so we have a group of people who've already been gathering online in the Mentor Network and we'd love for you to join us. And so during this time, we don't know what your resources look like, but that doesn't matter. You can join for free for 30 days. And guess what? When you're done with that time, and hopefully you've gotten a lot of value from that, you have an opportunity to continue for just $5.99 a month. Um, Our entire mission behind it is to simply say, what would it cost you to get coffee with a mentor every single month? You know, assuming you have good coffee, right? And so-
0: And assuming they're open. Assuming assuming they're they're open. open.
1: Assuming (laughs) Assuming they're open. You have $6 that you can put toward investing in yourself and you would have a mentor in your pocket. Even better than even an entire community in your pocket to say, hey, I have this big presentation coming up. Can I run it by the community? Hey, I. how would you prepare for this? You know, hey, I'm dealing with this challenge. How do I overcome it? You know, I'm feeling scared. How do I navigate that? How do you How do you navigate these moments when you feel uncertain, as Shane just referred to? And so that's why we created this. We recognize the podcast is a, It's in many ways, it is one way. And that's not good enough for us. We want to make sure there's dialogue there. And we know the power of community and what it's done for our lives. And we want to do that for you. So we'd love for you to check out the Mentor Network if you just go to wearementor.co forward slash network. We'll take you right there or you go to wearementor.co. We have all sorts of free resources for you, but we really would love for you to join the network and give it an opportunity for free, especially during this time when you're probably navigating things you've never navigated before. Like all of us, we are better together. So we hope to see you in the community and uh, we'll continue this conversation, but there's more of this to come if you're there with us. All right, David, i talked long enough take us to uh, the third point.
2: Yep. So quick review. The first point is, what do you want to hang on to? Second point is, what do you want to double down on? And then this last question, what do you want to just let go of? And I think about what life looked like as we entered into March at Chick-fil-A, we had this really robust, well-crafted plan and budget for the year. And when the crisis hit, all of a sudden we got word, hey, we're suspending the plan which made it sound like we're just going to pause. And then we got more clarification. No, it's out the window. We're going to rebuild the plan and we're going to do it in 90-day increments because there's so much uncertainty on the horizon. So life as we knew it was gone. And part of the beauty in that is there's probably some stuff that was nice to do, but not critical, but we held on to it. Well, now we cut it off. And it forced me to think, well, what I want in my life to cut off? And so there's some obvious things. I don't miss long commutes every day in Atlanta. It's easy to spend 45 minutes to an hour each way. Uh, I don't miss long meetings for whatever reason. It feels like most of our virtual meetings are a lot shorter than some of our face to face meetings. So I don't like long meetings, especially all day meetings. I don't like jam packed days where there's very little margin. So those are things as I've worked with my executive assistant, we've been talking. Don't want to go back to that. And, and so I'll throw it out to you guys. What are some examples for you? What are the things that you've been forced to
0: let go and you don't want to pick them back up? Well, I'll tell you, I think I definitely don't want to go to any more unproductive meetings. So I will tell you that I think in this season that we're in, I think it's afforded us the opportunity to be very clear and focused on what we need to get done. Um, and the fact that we're doing it virtual actually speeds up the conversation. Uh, you don't find yourself getting lost in the minutia that may uh, maybe a typical office type setting would create. And so that's one of the things I'm kind of coming out of this. As we re-enter, I want to make sure that we hold true to kind of that meeting cadence and real good meeting processes. Because uh, we're learning a lot right now as we continue to have meetings virtually, for sure
1: yeah that's awesome. I mean i obviously I couldn't agree more with everything that you said as far as meetings are concerned uh, I think the other thing for me is just letting go of this idea of doing it by myself, and I know that sounds you know I, I think that uh, Mark Miller, a friend of you all and a colleague, he actually calls it the trap of the heroic leader, and I think that's just so true like this I will swoop in, I will save the day i will, and like just and just to just to banish that idea. Forever. Like there is no you know, the heroic leader stuff, leave that in the past. If you feel you have to figure it all out by yourself, do it by yourself. If this time has called upon you to share the load in a way you don't typically do, hold on to that. I think people around you love the opportunity to support and, and and rally around the team and not just put it all upon yourself. And I I've struggled with that for a long time. It's just trying to wear all of it by myself. And that's that's not the case for Me, that's a big one. And I think the other thing to let go of is giving me permission to change more often. You know, I hope that for people who who are growing from this, whether they're their business or professionally, like David said when we started this, from pausing, you actually had the ability to pivot before COVID. Yep. It's just, you know, like you, whatever whatever you're holding onto is a sick cow, you could have let it go a long time ago. Someone asked me, Kevin, well, how's this affecting your business? And I said, Well, I actually kind of feel bad saying it's hurting me because. I'm probably doing all the things I should have been doing before COVID. Mm, amen. I said, everything I'm doing, I, say, I, I, should, I should have talked to my mom more often before COVID. I said, can't, I can't say it did it to me. I'm just responding by doing probably what I should have done a long time ago. And I think that if that's motivated you, great. But to, to Dave, you know, what was the whole point of the conversation? Hold on to that and let go of the fact you can't change. You can change whenever you want to.
0: Well, let's, just to build on that. So if you think about the season that you're in right now, I want you to go back and think about what you were doing a month or two months ago and go through those questions the same way. What should I have hung on to? What should I have doubled down on? What should I have let go even prior to COVID-19? It'll actually help create and spark some new thinking as you're in the season that you're in because you made a great point. There are probably practices that you should have doubled down on even before COVID-19, this circumstance is creating the necessity to do that. But I think it's healthy to actually go back and think about that as a leader because you can get smarter when you do that for sure.
2: Shane, as you talk about that, I don't know if you guys experienced this, but I was having to cancel appointments, you know, that had been set up, most of them face-to-face. And some of them, you know, I go, oh, yeah, definitely got to get this rescheduled in some form or fashion. But some of them I was canceling going, yeah, I probably shouldn't have scheduled this in the first place. Yeah. yeah. And, and so think about your schedule for the balance of the year. Now, I don't know how far out you plan and, and book appointments, but kind of all bets are off right now. So you've got a chance to get out there and think, which ones do I want to keep? Which ones do I want to rework in some form or fashion? Uh, and which ones do I just want to say, probably don't need to do this. I think you probably got licensed to do that at this point
0: remember that feeling the first week of COVID 19 when every meeting came off your calendar and there was a small part of me that actually felt really good about that i'm like oh my goodness like i'm i'm released of all that and now i get to focus do not lose sight of that feeling and of that opportunity to better clarify what it is you're going to need to do to continue to be successful moving forward
1: yeah well said guys well said well as a, I mean, I want to remind you that, that we want to help you think about reentry by processing what you've experienced during this time period, but also maybe prior, as Shane just alluded to, by asking yourself what should you hold on to, what should you double down on, and what should you what you should let go of. Um, and I think one bonus question, courtesy of Jeff Henderson, who's not here with us, if, if you're like, well, I don't know. Ask yourself, what are the gaps, right? There might be some gaps. You're just like, you're like, I, why, why am I struggling to ask myself this question? Why am I struggling? To be, okay, well, what, what do you need to know to answer that question? You know, and, and dig deeper into that because we really want you to walk out of this not being the same person. We want you to be better than you were before. We hope that you're more grounded than you were before, that you're more grateful than you were before, uh, that you're feeling, you know, more focused than you were before. That's for sure.
0: I wanted to add a thought because we're actually using video technology, which we've technically never done before. We're like video conferencing between me, David, and Kevin. This has been kind of fun actually, but I want to just introduce another thought as we think about continuous conversation and a dear friend of mine shared this with me. And I think it's so appropriate for where we are. You know, patience is required when we find ourselves in an unpleasant place at an unpleasant pace. Think about that. So the pace has changed and the place that we're in has changed. And so when you think about hanging on, doubling down and what to let go, patience is required in this time period because of where we are in the place and then it's unpleasant, right? And honestly, the unpleasant pace and your pace may be fast forwarded, I mean, really quick, or it may have dramatically slowed down doesn't really matter, just patience is going to be required as you navigate some of these conversations with yourself. And so give yourself a little grace and get away and have some of these thoughts and these, these triggers hopefully will help you moving forward.
1: Yeah, really well said. And uh, David, I want to thank you for sharing what you've been processing by yourself uh, with all of us. And we want to tell you, hey, once again, we want to serve you. So we have show notes that capture these ideas, capture these questions. So if you happen to be mowing the lawn, just to get out of your house. If you happen to be going for a walk and you have a piece of paper near your you nail know, handy, if you have to be just driving around your neighborhood just to make your automobile move, uh, we understand the reality of that. And so we have shown this for you. If you go to executiveminds.co, you'll find everything for this episode already there for you to be able to kind of process and review and even possibly share this episode with your team as they also process uh, some of these questions. So before we say our final goodbye, uh, any final thoughts, David?
2: Well, I would just say none of us asked for this, but it's here. Don't waste this pandemic. Um, As tragic as it is, find the silver lining in this dark cloud. And I think what that can mean for you is it, it forces you to think about what you want your work, your life, your relationships to look like once we emerge and, and get back to our new normal. So uh, take the time in the midst of this to really reflect and even design what you want your life to look like going forward.
1: That's perfect. Well, once again, we hope you subscribe to the podcast. We want you to grow on the go and you can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, wherever you like to enjoy your content. We are there for you. Again, you can get show notes at executiveminds.co and you can leave us a rating and review. Uh, we want to actually get feedback from you. We we do this for you, not for ourselves. And we really would love the opportunity to make sure this adds as much value to you as possible. So we welcome any and all feedback there. And we hope you'll join us next time for part two of this conversation about preparing ourselves for reentry.